Welcome to the PRISM Education Center podcast. PRISM Education Center is a K-12 school committed to building principled leaders through sound values, solid culture, and strong community. PRISM Education Center is a Northgate school, and this is our podcast. Good morning. This is Misty Newcomb, and I am here with Coach Terrell Spencer and Coach Clay Newcomb. Today, we're going to talk about our process as a school of building a a sports philosophy and specifically building a sports philosophy that reflected our school's values. As a values-based institution, we uh, always want every single thing that we do to stem from and come from um, a well-developed philosophy first. And so before we ever start new programs, we always start with philosophy. A couple people that have helped shape that philosophy in the room with us today are... Coach Terrell Spencer. Spence was the, he's better known as Spence, and he was our our first coach uh, for PRISM back in the Boys and Girls Club. I'm applauding. Pee Wee uh, basketball. Yeah, for those not in the room, Clay Newcomb is applauding. And, um, and, Coach Clay Newcomb, also known as Misty's husband, speaking, <laughs> I am coach. Misty, uh, is, uh, he's the head coach for the junior and senior high boys and really just came into that role uh, this year. So we are coming off of, of a big week with the Prison Bears. We mm-hmm. have actually a big month. We've been in nonstop tournament mode, it feels like, because yes. we've got four teams, junior high girls, junior high boys, junior high senior high girls and senior high boys, you guys mm-hmm. are part of the coaching staff along with Zach Newcomb for both mm-hmm. junior high and senior high boys. Um, tell us just a little bit about what's happened in these tournaments in the last couple of weeks. Well, so the junior high boys, we we won the HCAA, the Heartland Christian Athletic Association state championship. Boo, go yeah. Bears. Yeah, go Bears. Go Bears. <laughs> yes, we did. And that we've, was a, got a, we've got it. Yeah. Prancing pony hand gesture that we do, and it's we very growl. Intimidating. Yeah. Strikes fear. Very intimidating with the prancing pony uh, yes. description. Prancing yeah, the yeah, prancing it's a bear. bear. Yeah, it's a bear. got bear it. Claws. Got it. So um, we we might put some pictures up uh, on the podcast page so everyone knows what they're doing. I'm not sure exactly. that everybody's getting the full the, picture. The, the win was significant, though. It was uh, we played some really good teams. Mainly, what we were excited about was that. The coaching, the development that we've seen in the boys, yeah. we really saw it come to fruition this yeah. year. Uh, we had so many people come up to us and, and talk about uh, what it, how the team played together, how they worked as a team, the just the the development inside the boys for team play was really noted. Yeah, they, they yeah. didn't break. They like, didn't in break that, that yeah. championship. They there was a point where maybe in the past they would have emotionally broken right and they would have got creamed yeah yeah <laughs> but they stayed in it and they, yeah. they were kind of on that edge and they just pushed through it and and went out and got the win yeah mm-hmm. and and the winning is fun definitely not the focal point we actually I kind of want to talk a little bit about the history of this particular team because this team to me what's significant is it is you know, it's not, this is, there's sixth to eighth graders. Most of the team, I would say, would be sixth graders. The vast majority right. of players are actually sixth graders. So they're often the youngest and the smallest on the court, with the exception of Spence's son, Simeon. He's a big guy. Um, but the big thing to me that was good about this team and, and sort of winning was like the cherry on top was, was truly the development that's happened in them. And they have come a long way. They are our first 
they were kind of the team that started basketball yeah. at Prism. They were, they were the first group of boys that we had from the beginning. Yes. Yeah. So this group of it. boys are preschoolers, kindergartners, and first graders in 2012 when Prism starts. Right. And that's that. So they were they really were the youngest uh, kids there, and the first one that we've had the whole way through. Sometime around, I think we put our kids in sports. Like we just thought it would be a fun thing to do. We we were never like a big uh, sports family where every night of the week we were doing sports. But in first or second grade, they opened up this city league for basketball and we put both of our boys in it. You'd go to games on Saturday and it was just a lot of fun. I saw a picture that popped up on my Facebook feed from like eight years ago with, with Shepard just being a teeny tiny guy. And they, you know, would let him carry the ball and just chunk it at a eight foot court. (laughs) Um, You know, it wasn't, there wasn't a lot of strategy. It was just sort of something cute that your kids did. And we put our boys in that when they were younger and around third grade, um, we just invited another, we invited another student to play with us. Simeon was on the team. Uh, Zach's son, Ike was on the team. And um, we weren't really thinking about sports as a school at that time. We were just saying, hey, this is kind of a fun thing we did. And there was a a boy in, in our, all of our sons are the same age. And there was a boy in that class and we just invited him. We said, hey, we'll give you a ride if you want to play sports. We, we saw the benefits for our boys just in participating in something. And, and something really happened when you had like four kids from your school on a team. And it, it sort of became the PRISM team. That's, right. that's what happened. Right. And We had a couple of other players from... Well, from at, that, at that time we didn't. Yeah, there were other t- players from other teams. And I actually think it was three-on-three basketball at that time. Or four-on-four the first year. It was, year. but we had other kids. Yeah, yeah. So. So, but there were only four from PRISM. But it did sort of tip the scales to right, be yeah, like absolutely. a prism like team. The prism team yeah. yeah and teachers started showing up to their games because you know there were these four prism boys on a team and we really saw um we just really saw it kind of develop this sense of team in the classroom and Lindsay, who who's <clears throat> was a teacher at that time she and i started talking about this thing is doing something in our in our class so the next year we actually asked all the boys like hey let's just start a prism team and go play in that league and spence you were the coach both years tell us a little bit about that that yeah. season of basketball at prism a lot of tears the first season <laughs> <laughs> you know after the first four losses it was like okay uh, I think that everybody assumed that we would find one, and we didn't. Yeah, no, <laughs> I think we, we came really close to the last game. Some teams are undefeated. We were the defeated. defeated. Yeah, <laughs> we we were the the team that made your boy feel good when you played him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you're and, welcome. Yeah, Go ahead, yeah, Bill. yeah. Everybody, and they went. You know, it went how it went, but they we really focused, and some of the boys uh, really just found a passion for basketball and and they took it upon themselves to really practice on their own yeah at school we don't yeah. have a gym um mm-hmm. yeah you know and they uh they did have a basketball court outside and they really worked on it they worked on it on the summer and then we came the next year you guys recruited and we had kids that in any other school would not play basketball oh yeah for sure and and that season we just we kind of cut through the competition. Yeah, and, and just to clarify, we did, did not great. recruit basketball players. No. We recruited the class. We said, everybody, everybody play. We yeah. want everybody to play. And that meant some super unathletic people that, yeah, that were starters. Was, <laughs> yeah, and they had never played. And yeah. the basketball was half their size. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And But, you know, like, it really, that season, it really showed the value of what we were doing and the value of everybody participating because we entered into the the championship tournament and we were you know everybody expected us to win but then we got kind of just ravaged by sickness mm-hmm. and we won't go into all the details but without 
kind of the, the, the least of them kind of kids, yeah. we would have had to forfeit. So like there was a kid on our team and literally, you know, I know he, it was intimidating for him, but after I was like, son, if you would not have played, we would have, yeah. we wouldn't have won the championship. Now this is after we got good. Yeah. This is after we got yeah. good. Okay. So, so we so lost we were, for a year and then we, we won. lost and then we started winning and we, and then we had like six or seven players on the team Yeah, yeah. and then some players got pretty sick much, yeah. and then we ended up. The, the the kid who was maybe the, the, the least week, skilled uh, of the players, players who probably wouldn't have played basketball anywhere else. No, yeah, would not ended have. up being the hero. Yeah, I mean he was the key because yeah. we wouldn't have had we, him and we right. would have had to forfeit. Mm-hmm. So that it's pretty awesome. And they won the me, tournament yeah. that year. They won uh, it, and they they went on to continue to win tournaments. And um, as they were, uh, you know. In the words of Drake, we started from the bottom. Now we're here. <laughs> I'm Cue just the rap song. Yeah. So at the end of at the end of that season, in the, uh, the I guess that was last year in the Boys and Girls Club, we started having conversations because all the winning wasn't actually producing no. really what we wanted to produce in the kids. And it it is it is fun to win, but we really weren't in this to win. We were in this for the value that it brought, and we had kind of. I mean, the real genesis of sports at prison was we want to see character developed in our boys. <coughs> Sorry. And uh, that started some conversations. And, and I know in our car on the way home, I, we would, Clay and I would talk through things. And we had started a junior and senior high team as well because it, it kind of caught. Like once you have right. one team, other people want to play as well. And our, our, you know, those older kids were not as skilled as the young boys were. Um, it, you know, for most of them, they weren't, they were starting to play basketball in high school. And that sort of puts you at a competitive disadvantage. Um, but it did start some conversations. And I know just in our car, we started talking about, Hey, what do we want uh, for for these kids? What do we want basketball to produce or sports in general? What should it produce in the students? And and we started talking about an approach to basketball that reflected our values. We are a values based mm-hmm. school, and we want our every program to look like those values. And so, Clay, um, I'll just I'm going to just share for those who don't know our values. Um, and I'm I, what I'm going to do is just read the Prism creed, which is the, the Northgate, the Northgate creed. Uh, a prism scholar is diligent because diligence builds character and leads me to excellence. A prism scholar is accountable because I understand the impact of my action goes far beyond myself. A prism scholar is collaborative because I value the perspective that others bring. A prism scholar is self-governed because restraint provides the opportunity to make wise choices. A prism scholar is respectful of authority because I know that one day I will represent authority to others. A prism scholar serves because, uh, because selflessness is the foundation of strong leadership. Will you go back through and say the individual words? Diligent, accountable, collaborative, self-governed, respectful, serves. You know, really, I think every one of those things are things that we've tried to build Mm -hmm. inside of our kids through sports. I think what we saw in the early years was that not every team, not every parent the, the the sports system, which I think would be really reflective of yeah. the sports system in America, yeah. was really pretty dark. Yes, it was yeah. self focused. It was mm-hmm. it was focused on. I mean, the the parents were were out of control. Oftentimes, yeah. wildly inappropriate in their intensity and the way they dealt with their kids, and so we saw this kind of like this monster, mm-hmm. which we know that in modern American culture and and maybe across the world and other sports, yeah. sports become this this super focus, hyper focus for these kids. And so we didn't want that, but we wanted our kids to play sports. I played sports. I played sports all through high school. It built a lot of character inside of me. It built a lot of 
physical good habits. I mean, yeah. just learn to train your body and the physical attributes of sports are powerful. Yeah. The competitive attributes of sports yes. can either be really bad or if they're handled in balance can be really good. Right. Know? So it's, I think it's, it's really important that, you know, at least for the kids that play in sports, for them to be involved in something that's highly competitive. Because yeah, yeah. competitive is not necessarily a bad word if it's handled with balance and right. with a lot of other values inside of it. Right. Uh, excellence, that's one of the things that I heard you say. To play basketball, you have to be skilled. You can't break the rules. Right. And, yeah. uh, and, it, and it requires that the kids develop a craft and develop, take some personal responsibility, some accountability for how they practice, right. that, that influences right. how they play, right. uh, collaboration. I mean, early on, the boys were just, we were just trying to get the boys to get it across half court. Right. What we saw inside of our junior high boys a couple of weeks ago was massive collaboration. Yeah. People that I didn't know were coming up to me saying, I've never seen a junior high team that passed the ball as right. much as your boys did. Right. Uh, they saw that collaboration. Right. So, you know, we we take every one of those things and we and 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 there are outlets inside of sports. Yeah. If balanced correctly, if, balanced, if that's the priority, yeah, are being built. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah. team basketball. I would say that that's a big part of Prism. We have some kids that can shoot the ball. We have Sim, who's a big guy. Who yep. we have um, some kids on the. We have we're we're guard heavy, is what uh, what Clay told me the other day. Um, so we have some good shooters, and we've really had to bring rein that in a little bit and say, Can you I could, give an yeah, example? Give a good, so there, yeah. there's one one player on the team at different times would have been scoring 20 plus points a game right. years ago as as the team has developed and as we have continued to coach them the t- the distribution of points across the team right. is much more even right. i think in the championship game each boy had a quarter six uh-huh. yeah, six yeah. or seven players uh-huh. i think it was very evenly distributed yep. the it points were very it had evenly to be. distributed and yep. that yeah. is way better than having one kid on the team that scores 30 points and four kids on the team that score three apiece. Yeah. Right. And so, and that, that used that to be we, what it looked like. Well, yeah. and, and, and for the one player that was scoring all the points, we have had to work with him, yeah. and, it's, and he loves it. Yeah. It, we, and it's because, been a process. Yeah. 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 But he knows that team basketball is more important than his personal stats. Yeah. And so that's what we're building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's, um, we call it unselfish basketball. And and we try to put in front of the boys good teams because a lot of the media focuses on these individual players, these individual superstars. And a lot of basketball focuses on that. And And basketball is a sport where you can actually have a, player carry the team not every sport right, can you do right. that but yeah. in basketball you can and so LeBron James 2017 right right <laughs> 2017 NBA, anyway NBA all right. championship. Uh, yeah I don't know and, and we, I'm not a sports guy we're, we're wanting them to uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we we really want them to focus more on on team basketball we call it unselfish basketball and that means that you don't get to be the player that scores 20 points and that has taken some development and some crafting so let's talk about just practically not just the philosophy I think there's a lot to be said for parents in sports, and I, I yes. definitely think that needs to be an entire podcast to itself on its own, yeah. and it will be. I mean, we've talked about this um, e- even for me. I'm I'm a parent who's who's had a kid be the the big score, and you know it's fun to see your kid shine, but it's not necessarily good. And and as a parent, I have 
it's not necessarily accomplishing the end goal of right. good human being. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't, I have been concerned about what does this produce in him? Because basketball is going to be over when he's 18. I mean, best case scenario, college. Uh, how and, many? But, It'd be interesting yeah. to see how many superstar high school athletes right. that were the king of their world. Right. Graduated high school. Yeah. And just nothing. I mean, just yeah. didn't have the skills, weren't being validated. Yeah. And and didn't in 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 life maybe weren't yeah. that successful. Right. Yeah. And as a parent, that's a big scary thing. And I think sometimes parents get short sighted when it comes to sports. And it's like yes. I want them to be the big dog today in fifth grade basketball. And for us, we had to take a step back and say, No, 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 no. We want them to be good people when they grow up and we want and that requires this. And so that stepping back and that actually diminishing of superstardom is what we were looking for. So practically speaking, let's say that you're a, a peewee coach or you're a junior high coach out there um, or you're a prison parent and you want to know, hey, why doesn't my kid play as much or why, if you're values-based, shouldn't everybody have equal time? Um, let's, talk, let's talk about some of those things. Let's just go through, practically speaking, how did y'all build that team this year? Or I should say the last five, six years. Definitely wasn't built in a year. You know, I think as a coach that what I want to do with my players is, is I want them to be challenged. I want them to have an authority figure in their life that challenges them, that pushes them to excellence in a good way, in a good sense. But also that same authority figure in the same breath is someone that they deeply trust, respect, and that they know that that person has their best interest at mind. They know that that person likes them and even loves them and cares for them. This this balance, and I think that's what that's what coaching should be. Yeah, and that's what we really try to do in real practical ways. The way that would play out is that I give, and Coach Spence gives, Coach Zach gives very direct instruction to our players. We can be intense with them. Mm-hmm. I mean, our goal is to improve their skill in basketball. We have to be direct. We have mm-hmm. to tell them when they don't do it right. We have to raise our voices inside of a coaching situation. This is just normal stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, these boys, we deeply care about them. We're invested in them. And, and that's something that plays out on a, in, a, in a practical level and that we're building. And yeah. I think when you have that kind of authority figure in your life that you, it, it, it really represents who God is to us. We deeply respect God. We we, he is an authority figure, yeah. but at the same time, we know he has our best interest, right. that he loves us. Right. And so it's a reflection of that. And uh, so we're trying to push the boys to excellence in basketball, but we're also, we're also showing them a, a great deal of love, great deal of support and love. Yeah. That's yeah. the intent. You demand of them. Yeah. We, do, we absolutely yeah. do. Yeah. You know, and if they're, they have to do it the right way too. And that's something we've done repeatedly throughout the year. If a player gets angry, if he gets right. emotional, it Raises doesn't matter. The ref. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, he's talking, he's chirping at the ref, yeah. which is, that's a no-no yeah. in, in our, on our teams mm-hmm. and in our values. If he's not playing and representing the prism values, we have seen where we have pulled players knowing we'll lose the game. Yeah. But it's like well, you get benched and watch us lose because yeah. you couldn't do it the right way, mm-hmm. and and that and what that does is it shows that that young man winning isn't the focus right. here. 
it, it, it's our values and doing something the right way. Mm-hmm. And, and I think at their age, um, I think there's a lot of adults that could benefit from that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, at their age, I think that's profound. Yeah. And, and that really does cement our values are first. And this is a privilege. And it's not just skills-based. It's yeah. heart-based. Yeah. That's what we're after. Yes, absolutely. And at the same time, there are skills required. Because I know we don't, we don't do equal playing time. There have no, been games no. where not everybody has played. What do you think that produces in you the know, players? I think, I think if, you, if you go into a situation, especially when kids get a little bit older, mm-hmm. and you say everybody gets equal playing time, I mean, you're doing yeah. a massive when disservice. When they're young, of course they should. You're, yeah. you're doing a massive <laughs> disservice to these people because in the real world— yeah. You don't get equal playing time. Your life in the real world is based upon merit and performance in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And so we're not we're not overly pushing that because we do try to include so yeah. many people. But when it comes to when it comes to basketball, we uh, we certainly play based upon merit. Mm-hmm. Now that being said, the the players that don't get to play as much, I mean, we're putting them in when we can. Mm-hmm. Um, we're we're working with them in the practices. We're encouraging right. them. We're we're giving them the kind of some identity yeah. on the team outside right. of getting to play on the floor. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we do that in different ways. The yeah. way we joke with them, the way we include them, mm-hmm. and so it's more than just about playing time. But at the same time, I don't want people to get the idea that you know a values based sports program means that everybody plays equal. And, and sports is a great opportunity to learn that. So if you're a prison parent and you're listening to this, you should know that spring sports are still happening. We've got track that will be starting up next week. And that really allows kids to work on, um, you know, kind of an individual sport, but they work together as a team. We'd love to see some more kids sign up for track. Running is one of the best things that you can get your kids doing when they're young. Yeah. Doctors say so too. And so we really encourage everybody to sign up for track. We'll be talking run about... Run them when they're young and you won't have to run after them when they're old. Uh, yeah, that's what... That's how the saying goes? <laughs> is that a saying? <laughs> and then uh, we'll also be talking this spring about basketball and volleyball signups because all the practice for that starts actually starts in the, in the spring as well. So um, be looking for your announcements. Thanks, Clay. Thanks, Spence. And looking forward to having a, another great year of basketball and, and, and yeah, just a good, a good summer of practice. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. Thanks for coaching. And thanks to all of our volunteer coaches out there uh, who are like Clay and Spence and, and help shape these kids into, into principled leaders here at Prism Education Center. Until next week, have a good week. This podcast is a production of Prism Education Center. You can subscribe to this podcast through any platform you access quality podcasts, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Find out more about Prism Education Center by visiting our website at www.prismeducationcenter.org.